Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster My, it's good to have you along this evening. We'll be speaking to three very talented young musicians tonight, all of whom performed at Ramsey Music Society's most recent concert, and we'll also be joined by their tutor, international concert pianist and lecturer Olga Stone. If you'd like to be able to enjoy today's programme again at your leisure, head to manxradio.com where you can listen on demand or you can stream, download or subscribe to the podcast for free. Now, this evening I'm surrounded by talent. We're joined by three young musicians, singer Evie Skillicorn and pianists Amy Bloch and Luca Ongiert and their tutor, international concert pianist Olga Stone. Thank you all for joining me. Now, we've spoken to visiting musicians who've performed for the Ramsey Music Society before, but with things the way they are, Ramsey Music Society, of course, had to adapt, as we all did. And for their most recent concert, they invited some of the island's most talented young classical musicians and singers to perform in a concert attended by the Lieutenant Governor Sir Richard Gosney last month. I just think it's lovely how this has come full circle in a way because, of course, Ramsey Music Society was formed to make professional standard classical music available to students. But here you are, students yourselves, performing for the society, which tells us exactly how accomplished you are. Had any of you been to these concerts before? Oh, Amy. Amy, you have. I'd been to a performance before, um... Yeah, it was it was very lovely actually. Yeah. Very awe inspiring. It's so nice to be able to see what um my uh, piano performances could become in the future maybe and just to see how professionals do it mm-hmm. is really nice. And do you think do you think that's something that you'd like to, to see happen in, in your, your your future? Is this something that you want to take that way? I'm I'm not sure yet, actually. I'm still thinking about that, but it's definitely something I'm considering. And Evie, were you singing? Yeah. You're a singer. I was singing. <laughs> uh, what, what did you sing? I sang Popular from the musical Wicked, and I also sang June by Roger Quilter. Uh-huh. Um, and how long have you been studying singing? Well, I started singing when I was about, like, five or six, I think, because my auntie, Jane Corkle, is a music teacher. And then... About two years ago now, I've moved on to my second music teacher, Christine Sutcliffe, and she's great. Do you do any of this at school at all, or is this something you have to pursue as like an extracurricular activity? Well, I took drama for GCSE, but I didn't take music, so I don't really do much singing in school. More outside of school is like doing the guild and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you ever get nervous? Yes. <laughs> how, do you, how do you cope with that? Because to, to stand on a stage and to perform to all these people, especially people who are so passionate about music, mm. how was it? Well, I usually, I mean, nerves is good for performance because it gives you like a bit more of edge onto your singing. But if don't, like you'd never discuss nerves with other people or it just makes you more nervous than you actually are. Mm-hmm. Just like take it out of your head until you're about to go on stage good on you That's very brave and the pieces that you sang what kind of what kind of study did you do about them and um sort of finding your characters well they're two very different contrasting pieces june is more of like a classical slightly operatic type song so um 
it's very different to popular from Wicked, which is Glinda that sings it to Elphaba, and that's very more of like a musical theatre character piece. And there's, it's a lot more like bring the actress to the party, whereas June is more of like a nice stand and sing song. You must have to adapt to singing those different styles so much. It's so easy to strain your voice, isn't it? How do you prepare? Well, I've done a lot of like practice with my music teacher with different styles of singing, whereas like using different types of like um, different methods of like your throat and your head voice and like your chest voice with different ways of singing, which helps it easier to cope with different songs. I think so often um, we're singing particularly because it's something that we we can kind of all do to a certain degree. I think it can be underestimated how much preparation goes into making sure that you're in the best place possible to sing like that. Um, Your Auntie Jane must be a real inspiration to you. Oh yeah, 100%, definitely. Now onto something completely different. Luca, tell us about the pieces that you performed at this concert. Well, I played a Rachmaninoff prelude. And probably the most famous prelude, the most famous piece by Rachmaninoff. Um, and it's really powerful and very, very hard to play. I, it took me a very long time to learn that piece because you have to put a lot of passion and a lot of strength um, into playing, especially the last two pages where it's just, it's just completely and completely and completely bashing onto the piano. Yeah. And, and the other pieces I played is Scriabin Preludes. And, and both of these pieces are like from a list of 24 preludes and I just I just um, listened to all of them and, and picked those two because I like them the most. And um, number 12 is like really slow and really passionate. You have to put, you can put a lot of emotion and a lot of self-interpretation into how you play the piece, which I really like because, I mean, you can go in, in any emotional state, you can just um, play that piece and kind of reflect your emotions um, through playing the piece it must be so important to feel that way about the pieces that you're that you're sharing with people to be able to have that personal emotional response do the pieces ever have an effect on you and the way that you feel when you play them is there any are there any I don't know sort of colors of emotion that resurface every time you sit down and play um, I mean sometimes when I play older pieces I kind of get a bit of nostalgia to the time where where I played this piece and I was a, maybe a different person than I am now. So I kind of feel co- connected with the past. And then sometimes I can also play just to like cheer me up. If I'm in a bad mood, I can just start playing piano and, and I just have a better mood all of a sudden because it just really helps me. And when you prepare these epic pieces... How do you go about practicing? Because even just to, to perform one, it must take <laughs> quite a long time to sit and repeat and to get the pieces all kind of connected. What's that process like for you? Well, yeah, like I said, it took a really long time for me to learn it. So first I just had to learn the notes and then it was literally like 10 months of just making it perfect and just, uh, just changing everything like a bit and improving every single technique that you use. And then you can like play it really slowly to um, look at your muscle control, and you can play it like really strongly to just see how fast, or you can see see how fast you can go. So there's like different types of like pra- practice techniques that you use. But sometimes, sometimes I just go and just play the piece through some two times or three times in a row, and, and that's my practice, which is probably not the best best way of practicing, but. I'm sure. I'm sure it almost uh, it almost have its place. I mean, we should ask our expert here. Would you Would you agree? 
Well, the first stage is to learn notes. It's always helpful if you know what you're doing. And then, of course, there are various types of technique and muscle control. And it's sometimes difficult to believe, but it's very hard to play quiet. And that requires a lot of muscle control. It's easier to play loud than to play quiet and to measure the strength with which you touch keys. So it's something that I try to share with my students as well, to teach them various degrees of muscle control on the instrument, as well as the Russian school of teaching is singing on the piano, as we call it. And that's what I also try to do, to share that with them, not just to hammer the piano, because ultimately piano has hammers. And in a way, it's a percussion instrument, but the nature of melodies is to sing. So there is always this eternal fight between the percussion nature of the actual construction and the desire to play in a singing way, which I hope we achieve eventually. And that's done through muscle control and then through your heart. You have to feel what you do. Yeah, it's... um. It must be it must be a very emotional process. Um, I I learned instruments when I was younger, but I never mastered any of them. And I know that when I was playing something that I really felt connected to, and I felt that was um, that meant something to me, a lot of your personality goes into it. I suppose that that must be a really difficult thing to teach or to to nurture in someone. I imagine. Depends why you are studying an instrument. If you're studying it for fun then, of course, you will have a list of must-do or want-do pieces, which is your aim to learn, and some pieces you can learn in as short period as perhaps 10 weeks. But if you want to do examinations, if you want perhaps consider a career, then you have to approach all techniques and all styles, and that takes sometimes playing something you don't like, perhaps just because you need to know how to do it. You don't necessarily have to love the piece, but any training is useful training, and uh, it widens your experience as a musician to understand how different styles work, and then you apply different technique to them. And um, there are different types of memory, and one of the memory is the emotional memory. And um, certain pieces are more up to emotional memory and when you start playing them again it's the emotional memory that kicks in how you feel when you play this piece and that brings this piece back very quickly from wherever box in your memory it is I imagine that must be really hard sometimes if it's connected to something that's difficult for you to to perform in front of all these people and, and be so vulnerable I suppose anyone who's an artist really shares their soul when they share their art there are some pieces that perhaps acquire particular significance if uh, there is uh, some tragic or happy event going in your own life. Some subconscious level connects music to your experience. And yes, it can be sad or it can be a very happy occasion to relieve it. So yes, it brings emotions that you felt at the time, not only about music, but what was happening in your life. It's like a, in a way a time machine that you hear a melody that you heard maybe 20 years ago and you remember yourself as a teenager and um, what was happening in your life then just by a trigger of a few bars of music. And that's very powerful. 
gosh, imagine in 10, 20, 30 years, you could be looking back and have the same nostalgia about playing at this concert. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. You're listening to Spotlight on Manx Radio, where this evening we're joined by three very talented young musicians, singer Evie Skillicorn and pianists Amy Bloch and Luca Onget, and their tutor, international concert pianist Olga Stone. Now, how did it feel to perform at such a prestigious event? Um, I always think it must be such a rush when you cross the finish line and the performance has gone well. How did it go for you, Evie? It's always such relief getting off stage after you've sang, but I think my performance went quite well and I really enjoyed performing. with. Um, I performed with Bobby as well. I sang um, Ellen Vannon with him at the end and I really enjoyed performing with him. I agree as well. The relief when you come off the stage is immense because the pressure's just been building right until you play. But it almost goes when you're playing and that's the most enjoyable bit, I think, to be able to play in front of an audience and show them show them your emotions and how you've interpreted the pieces as well that's mm-hmm. really enjoyable does it I don't know yeah you say, you say it's the most enjoyable is it almost like a I imagine a little bubble like you must kind of enter into your own little world uh, yeah I think that's actually almost the only way to, to cope with the the stress and the nervousness is to just go into your own world and focus on what you're playing or what you're singing and just try connect with the music instead of thinking about the people in the room as well. Tell us about your pieces. First piece that I played was uh, a Beethoven sonata. Um, it's a very classical piece in a G major key. Uh, it's, it's about six pages long, I'd say. Um, I quite like the one. It's very upbeat and joyful. And it's in the style of a dance. It's quite fun to play and to almost imagine yourself dancing along to it. Um, and then the second piece... I played was um, a Gershwin a Gershwin song, but a piano arrangement. It's called "The Man I Love," and that one, I I really like that one. I think even more than the Beethoven. It's um, it's very lyrical, and um, I love listening to the song first, and then being able to play it and hear the way that it's um, been transcribed back onto the piano. So yeah, it's a really lovely piece. Um, and we were talking about how different people interpret the piece and um, Luca was talking about the emotion that you channel through your performance. Um, do you, it, it must be fascinating watching other people perform too and kind of um, seeing their interpretation. Was there any research you did around that, um, different people playing the pieces that you did and sort of seeing what techniques they used and what variations they'd put on theirs? No, yes, definitely. Every time I play a piece, I always try and go listen to see how other people, even famous people, um, play the same pieces that I'm that I'm playing and see if I want to be influenced by the way that they're playing and also to recognise some ways that I decide, no, I definitely don't want to play it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting to see how people um, interpret the same line of music in completely different ways as well. I'm sure you all must um, do this kind of research and follow people who play your instruments. But um, does music of other genres in- inspire you at all? Like, what else? What do you listen to at home? Is it is it always piano music, or is it always? Um, yeah. Oh, Luke is shaking his head. Go on, tell us what do you listen to? Um, I listen to almost all types of music, mm-hmm. except pop. That's yeah. I listen to I don't know, whatever I, I feel like listening to. Some rock. Some. Um, some like 80s music, 70s music, um, 
Sometimes I listen to classical, sometimes I listen to jazz. Really, like, I just try to listen to all types of music to get, like, yeah, a varied, kind of varied, varied listening experience. How do you feel like that influences your own practice? It's a big question, sorry. Mm -hmm. Well, when listening to the classical music, then, then of course, I get a lot of influences. But I think with the other types of music, not as much because it's so contrasting that I can't really connect those two words. Like, for instance, if you just hear, I don't know, it's an ACDC song, I've no, like, there's nothing to connect with classical music. That's why I don't think I'll get that much of an influence. I don't know. You're talking about the emotion that you channel into your performances. I mean, ACDC, there's a lot going on there. So I can see, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that you you mentioned a band who are quite passionate performers. It seems to be your thing, your vibe. So, um, yeah, it's just interesting to hear, like, what other other things you listen to. Um, I know that there are more concerts coming up with the Ramsey Music Society, but most of them, the ones that I'm aware of, are all in 2021. Is Are there any plans for any more performances like this that you know of? I mean, it sounds like it, it went beautifully um, and so lovely to share young people's talent with uh, with the island. It's unusual for us to be in the situation as it is at present because traditionally since 1974, Ramsey Music Society was inviting artists and our, so to speak, bonus concert in December sometimes involved local artists. But this year it looks like we will have to use local artists to our utmost because we cannot bring people from elsewhere. Whether we will be able to complete the program, that's another matter because we want to offer a variety. So... It is our aim to offer at least one more and hopefully by the end of the season, February, March time of the same type of concert. Whether we will have same performance, we shall see because that was an excellent performance and it will be hard to repeat. But I do hope we have other performers who would agree to play and um, would be ready for February, March and be more confident that perhaps they were for October concert after some long break over the restrictions and school holidays. So, yes, uh, it is a, a consideration to offer another concert of young artists of that caliber because it's surprising how many talented young people who already at school achieve pre-diploma or diploma level. And it gives them a chance to play for a professional body, for a professional concert organization, where even their parents have to pay for tickets to come and listen to them.
And that was Amy Bloch performing The Man I Love by George Gershwin. Thank you so much to my lovely guests this evening. I'll be back next Wednesday with news from the Creative Network about an exciting opportunity for island artists. So watch this space. Until then, have a lovely creative week. Slen you. Slen you.